You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. To Health and Mana, the podcast where we talk to you about our existence in the world as a gaming couple. <laughs> uh, I'm Josh. And I'm Annabelle. And this week, we're talking to you a little bit about charity events, and specifically Extra Life, which is a charity we've done every year for a while. But before we jump into that, uh, I wanted to start with, have you been playing anything interesting this last week mm. since our last recording? I know you've played a little bit of Terraria, but I don't know if it's more than like a few minutes at a time. Uh, I, I think I have had an extra time because this week uh, kind of didn't work much. So I did uh, get to play a lot of Terraria and I think I played some um, my e- ESO. Yeah, ESO. Yeah, yeah we played some uh, Elder Scrolls Online earlier and finally got through the uh, Witch Mother's what was it? The Witch Mother's... Uh, I don't remember the name um, of the... Gosh I, darn it. <laughs> anyway, the um, the holiday Halloween event, so we can look like skeletons. Yep. And then jumped into some other quests and whatnot. I, uh, like, I think about that game a lot more than I actually play it. <laughs> That's I, mostly because like, I'm thinking about it at work and stuff. I but. did uh, play it a bit during the week last week and like got through one quest. Yeah, and like I didn't want to go far because we were playing together in the area. So I was like, I'll just take quest in the area. I mean, you're free to do whatever you want to do if you want to play that game and you have more time than I have. Um, it's weird for me because Elder Scrolls Online is like my foot in, my shoe in for the uh, Elder Scrolls series because I tried Oblivion, wasn't a fan. I tried Skyrim, wasn't a fan. Just figured I obvious. I tried Morrowind even, which was the third one. So from three, four, and five, I've played the the opening bit, and it wasn't enough to entice me into playing the rest of the game because it felt too empty. Uh, Morrowind and Oblivion felt too empty right off the bat, and then Skyrim, I had major issues with the story, which could be an entire podcast in itself. <laughs> um, it's mostly. It's not like there was anything inherently wrong with it. It's just. I would rather play a character who is a nobody and then through my own actions can make them a somebody rather than play a character where, guess what? You're special by pure luck. You were born this way and that makes you a hero. So you're already great. Just go and do great things. I'd rather be like the you're a nobody but become somebody. Yeah. So anyway, that's my my short rant on Skyrim. But I don't know. It's interesting for me how much I've gotten into ESO as someone who hasn't really like loved Skyrim because a lot of people that get into it are like, oh, yeah, I played Skyrim and I loved it. And then ESO came out and I wanted to get into it. But I think that uh, at some point, whether it's me watching you play or actually playing it myself, should actually play Skyrim because, I mean, the locations in ESO are the same locations that are in the Elder Scrolls universe. So maybe it would help to have a little better understanding of mm. where things are. I don't know, but I thought it'd be interesting. Well, you'd be happy to know that my play for Skyrim so far, I was a Khajiit. Yay. <laughs> I also was a Khajiit when I played. <laughs> Which is another one of those like things that really bothered me. If you're going to give me a very specific backstory, like, you are the dragonborn, <laughs> then like... That makes sense if you're going to give me a specific character. But when you're like ultimate character creation and totally randomize it. So I'm like a Khajiit dragonborn uh, and I'm the special chosen one. But no one knows because I'm about to be executed. That's uh, I don't know. There's just some tropes going on there that I don't care for. But uh, 
that's neither here nor there. I am going to give Skyrim a chance. I just don't know if I want to play that because we have the PS3 version, yeah, which is what came out back in November 11th of 2011. It's been seven years since Skyrim first came out, and they're still releasing new copies because we keep putting it on new things. So, like, we could pick up the remastered version, I guess, for PS4, Switch, PC, yep. whatever. Uh, or we can just play the original. Might just play the original. But because we already have it. Yeah. I was looking at it on the shelf and it still has the sticker on it from when it was PS3 pre-owned for like $53. And I'm like, oh my God. It's and weird we got to think it about. for like five bucks or something. Yeah, it was one of those crazy deals where GameStop just trying to throw games out. Um, but yeah, that's my my side tangent is basically that we should take some time at some point to play Skyrim together. Yep. Whether you'd rather watch me play or whether you'd rather play yourself doesn't really make much of a difference to me i'll watch you but uh anywho anything <laughs> else that you played this week i know you did a little bit of animal crossing yeah pocket camp trying to do the halloween event when it the free one finally came out and it only lasted what three days four days yeah the fishing disappointed about that and a the fishing tourney is not really that fun i i wanted like halloween decorations and maybe one outfit and it's like all you get is outfits I got a I really think, cool skull hat, though. Yeah, me too. And I gave, because <clears throat> you keep getting, like, multiples of each thing. Yeah. I gave a skull cap to one of my uh, animals in my camp. And he was so psyched because I was wearing it, too. <laughs> He's ah. like, you gave me something you're wearing. It was, uh, what is his name? It's the black horse, the red eyes. I don't know off the top of my head. But uh, I figured he was Halloween-ish on his own. He just needed a hat. Yeah, sounds about right. And I have a purple sheep where she just has a witch's hat. Like, I feel (laughs) like, do you still have Animal Crossing New Leaf for 3DS? Yeah. Because I kind of want to hop back into that because, I mean, all the events in that are free. Yeah. Because they're not a mobile app trying to make money further on their game. Um But I know because Halloween is coming up in a couple of days that there's going to be some festive stuff going on in New Leaf as well. So I got to get in on that. Yep. But I haven't booted up my 3DS in too long. Yeah, you gave me that for Christmas. I did. That was shortly after we started dating, I think. Yep. You you just kept giving me games for that. You gave me it it and then games. (laughs) It was the, um, the plot, really. Because when we first met, you had, the, I think the newest system you had at the time was the uh, the Wii. Yep. And I was living in the world of PlayStation 3, Wii U, and... You didn't even have a Wii U yet. I didn't. It was shortly after, like, geez, that was a couple months, I think, after we started dating, wasn't yep. it? That I picked up the Wii U. Um, But, yeah, so I was, like, a generation ahead of you and doing a lot of stuff that was more more recent games. Whereas you hadn't gotten a chance to get many many of the recent games. And so me in my my nerd thoughts was, if I get her a 3DS, I also have a 3DS. And then we could get games and play them together. <laughs> Not thinking that like I haven't played a Pokemon game in forever. And that was like the thing that struck me is like, oh, I could get you a 3DS and Pokemon X or Y, which was the thing at the time. <laughs> and we could play Pokemon together. But that all fell through because I don't play Pokemon. I haven't <laughs> uh, pretty much since the... Jeez, I played Pokemon Y, I think. Yep. Not for a very long time, but that's probably the longest I've played a Pokemon game since Crystal. And then completely fell out of it again. Yep. So, kind of stinks. But I like that Animal Crossing has the compatibility to... You can visit people's towns and whatnot. But yeah, that was part of my my plan to drag you into my world of gaming. Because <laughs> uh, it's like you already had the start of being someone who was into video games to begin with. And, you know, when we had started talking on the factory floor back when we were both working uh, at our factory jobs and you had brought up Tales of Symphonia, despite the fact that I never completed Tales of Symphonia, I knew what it was and I played probably halfway through it, maybe. Maybe closer to like a third of the way through it. Well, uh, I don't remember, but where you were, you were not halfway through. 
Uh, no, the, see, the farthest game, no, the farthest game that I've, uh, played with tails was when I was on the GameCube and I no longer have that save file. So Ah, I really don't know where I was. Um, the one that we loaded into was on the PS3, the remastered version. But I figured if we could connect on the level of both enjoying Tales JRPGs, then we would be uh, happy to talk about games. <laughs> so it seemed like you had the similar interest in the types of games that I played. So it was kind of my like, you're going to play more games. <laughs> and it's it's been such a slow evolution, I think, since we started dating until now. Because I remember, I mean, we dated two years before we moved in together. Yep. And during those two years, I remember bringing my Xbox over a couple of times and wanting to, like, let you borrow systems so that you could play something that's more recent. But I think between your focus on school and crafting things and work and just life in general, I don't think you played much of anything that I brought over, really. (laughs) And it was really weird, like, getting together and being like, okay, well, what do we do? Like, we want to spend time together, but at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, we could watch a movie together, but then it feels like we can't talk. Yeah. Or we could play a game together, but what game do we want to play? And I think because we were both at the beginning, I don't know about you, but I was still very much in the point of, like, I'll pretty much play whatever you want to play. Because <laughs> I'm still trying to be like, hey, I like all the same things you like. <laughs> And, and you don't. <laughs> not all of them. Not quite. We've, we've got our differences, but it's... Yep. It's weird. It's differences within a much smaller space rather than like... It's not as vast as, I love video games and they're my life. And you're like, video games are stupid. <laughs> or <laughs> saying sports. Like those sports. Throw the thing to the other thing. Yeah. Move the ball to... Yeah. <laughs> move the thing to the other thing. <laughs> but... uh yeah, and then here we are now with pretty much most of the game consoles that we want. I think and so. And you actually play them. Plus, you've got your PC and got yep. you into Steam. And your Steam library is slowly starting to work its way out. <laughs> uh, you're not one of these crazy people like I am that's like, oh, Steam sale, better buy everything. Because <laughs> I've done that before. I'll like drop into Humble Bundles and I'm like, oh, here's one game that I want out of 20 games that are available. I guess I'll buy all of them. Because <laughs> you never know when you're going to come across something that's just like a gem of a game that you didn't know you ever wanted to play. And I'm very much into the whole like experiment with indie titles and whatnot. But yeah, so that's... You, my Steam is still very upset with you on the... Um... Dating oh, sim is so confused right now. It's yeah, like, why Steam did you get a understand. dating sim? You don't play this. Are you sure you, you want know, to play this game? I, th- I find it a little weird that Steam actually said something in regards to that with you, <laughs> but I think it's because your account is so very streamlined. Of like, you have Five Nights, you have Bendy, you have Terraria, you have Lurks Below, and like so basically indie horror games <laughs> and indie side scrollers. <laughs> And that's pretty much your gaming library. And then all of a sudden you bring a new genre in and Steam's like, whoa, what is this? Whereas I have such a wide variety of crap in my library, I don't think Steam questions anything anymore. Except occasionally my age. They're like, are you sure you're old enough for this? And I'm like, uh, you have my birthday as part of my account information. Yeah, you should know this. Uh, you're not 50 yet. No. Yeah, AARP simulator, <laughs> retirement simulator. It's just, are you you have to be fifty five plus to play this game? That'd be an interesting game. Yeah, it's just but bingo. You don't get to retire until later, unless you're doing well. Yeah, I feel like I'll be like all set to retire around like eighty five, ninety, <laughs> and then I'll have just enough money to live out the last. I feel like the rate we're going. Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> Yeah. Is it ever going to happen? <laughs> Who knows? Be 120. Yeah, I, feel I still like it would, work at this place. <laughs> I feel like it would be interesting if we started, um, if people that intended to have children were like, okay, I'm basically going to amass my entire 401k. And then when my children are of a certain age, 
that all goes to them to live out their dreams and start something if they want to and then kind of work and propagate from there because it seems like people's i'm getting like we're gonna start to wax philosophical here in a minute but <laughs> like people's lifespans are like you're born you hit your teens and you're angsty and then you get out of your teens you graduate high school maybe maybe you drop out maybe you're like me i don't know and then <laughs> maybe you go to college and get yourself into a whole pool of debt but then it's like you spend most of the good years of your life just trying to make a paycheck and get by and it seems like everyone's like oh that's just like a rite of passage College is not a pool of debt. It's an, an ocean. ocean of debt. <laughs> it is an ocean of debt. Especially when I, I was like telling mom with how much I owe and she's like, that's excessive. I was like, one of the colleges I was looking at, that amount was a year. This is the whole oh, amount for I've a bachelor's I've seen those colleges here. where they're like, yeah, you, this is the price of a house. Pay that per year. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? I think, uh, yeah, one of the ones... The one that didn't accept me, I think, was like eighty grand a year. Ugh. And um, the one nearby was either thirty or fifty grand a year. Cause uh, Ringe has um, a college there. Yeah. Where I used to live. And their college, I was like, "Oh, this one's close to home. I don't have to move out of mommy's place." I would have had to move out anyways, cause. She they lost the house but i just still, think it was really expensive college i didn't want to bother i just think it'd be interesting to see what people would do if you finally hit like the years outside of college like maybe you hit 30 and as soon as you hit 30 it's like okay here's your chance here's a whole lot of money if you want to start something and try and make your own way and start your own like for Excuse me. Obviously, it doesn't work for people who are just going to be like, yeah, I'd love to hit 30 and get a bunch of money from my parents and then be like, well, I guess I can live the next five years comfortably and then die alone. That would be great because <laughs> I don't want to actually do anything, but uh, I'll spend it all real good. But I don't know. It's it's a really like terrible terrible idea but i thought it'd also be an interesting idea if it was like done with the right people i've always made jokes about the mega millions i was like all right I can win the mega millions and pay off my college debt and live life like i am now because i won't have any money i don't owe that much in college I like debt, the, uh, but i like making that the, the good old joke of if i won a million dollars i'd pay off all of my college uh tuition debt and with the remaining dollar i'd get a taco at taco bell <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, my debt's not that bad, but... Yeah. Uh, boy, do I wish I had more time for creative I, I, things. I feel like our conversation went off on a It certainly did. With how we badly Derailed <laughs> and crashed and caught We're flames. We're poor and sad. Used those flames <laughs> to, like, light a hot air balloon, and that hot air balloon took off around the world in 80 days. <laughs> And that's that's where we're at now. So let's just go ahead, reel it back in. And go to our topic. actually talk about our topic for the about day. About raising money, and it's not a yes. GoFundMe page. Raising money, not for us. Thing. We're not here for that. <laughs> we are here uh, to talk to you about a charity event that we do. We have been doing every year for the last four years, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was pretty much since we started dating. Yeah, well, because I went back to school... It's fall semester of 2015, and in my first semester, I think it was October of my first semester, we I was in an intro to media, introduction to media something or other uh, course. It might just, no, intro to mass media, that's what it was. It was the mass part I was missing. Intro to mass media course, and we were talking about various different things. We got on the subject of gaming, and one of my classmates was like, yeah, my brother does this extra life thing every year where he raises money for um, Boston Children's Hospital. And I'm like, wait, how do you do charities playing games? I'm interested. So she gave me the link and I checked it out and I'm like, oh my God, this is kind of great. Because Extra Life is like, they've been going for a while now, a few years before I got on board. And it's like the, for those that aren't familiar with it, it's sort of like the Relay for Life, if you're familiar with that, where... The symbolic act of walking for so many days and people's dedication to it to help raise money for cancer treatment and research. And it's a similar kind of concept where 
instead of walking for a certain amount of time or a certain number of miles or laps or whatever it is, gamers will agree to play games for a 24-hour period, uh, usually live-streamed, but not always, uh, through services like Twitch. And people will either like sponsor by the hour. Sometimes they'll make one-time donations. Uh, some people, I don't know, people probably get creative with it. With like, I'll, you know, pay so much. I'll sponsor so much for every game you complete during that time. I had done a lock-in once at a library. It was like a read-a-thon for charity. Mm. Slightly off topic, but still on the topic of charities. <laughs> and it was a 24-hour lock-in. So we'd get there at like 1 in the afternoon on a, like a Thursday and be there till 1 in the afternoon on Friday. And it was like people would get sponsored based on how many books they could finish in that time. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was just, it was just like a fun way to raise money to help a charity of some sort. And we technically locked our friends in the first few times. Like, yeah, the first oh, couple times that we did it, leaving. we did a 24-hour straight. Um, it wasn't a live stream because the first one, my PC was nowhere near capable of handling a live stream. We streamed for like maybe 45 minutes and it was garbage the whole time. <laughs> the audio was terrible. The video was like 480p. It was not great. Yeah, I think um, we used the Yeti. Yeah, we had the Yeti mic in the middle of the room. Yeah, PlayStation 4 was new to us, so we had them connected, I believe. Uh, nope. Nope. It, this is before that. This oh is, um, I, cause I didn't, oh, yeah, we didn't get the didn't PlayStation have the PS4. 4 until I moved in. Yep. Because I got the PS4 as a, uh, a gift to me for getting through uh, one of my semesters. But I uh, thought it was more of a. Uh, a housewarming gift for us. Gee whiz. I mean, it was a little loved. bit of both. But no, that was like the PS3 running through a capture card. And then the Yeti was running through the PC and it was just, it, the gain was cranked all the way up so that you could hear like the five people in the room. And it. I think that video still exists on our YouTube channel somewhere, but <laughs> it's not good. Like, don't watch it. The only good part of it was when um, Matt's brother Andrew was playing because we were playing Hotline Miami. Yep. And he was playing, and we started doing the uh, Benny Hill theme, Yakety Sax, and he was just like going in circles with this guy chasing him, and that was probably the funniest part of the whole thing. <laughs> Beyond that, it wasn't great. and But, I mean, that kind of spurred a lot for me, too, because that was also the first time. If you go to Extra Life's website, it's like Extra Life powered by Twitch, Twitch being like what is now the largest probably the largest video game live streaming service out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mixer is pretty big. Uh, Caffeine is something some people have heard of. Uh, YouTube obviously has the capabilities of live streaming now, and everyone's heard of YouTube. But like Twitch is where everyone went to live stream video games before it started becoming a big thing with YouTube and before other companies really started to branch into it. And so, and I hadn't gotten into Twitch at that point. I was like, what is a Twitch? How do I use it? What does it do? <laughs> and I had like no one to explain it to me. So we just like we streamed on YouTube that year. And I was like, I am determined to learn things about Twitch so that next year we can do a stream and A, people will know who we are and B, I'll know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, I still didn't by that point. Uh, we had made a Twitch account, weren't really sure how to use it. And it's taken me a long time to get to the point where we're at now where... We've made a couple of changes to how we do things because instead of doing a 24 hour block straight because that was murder on most of us, um, like Morgan and I would just down energy drinks and, you know, you get the heart palpitations going at four in the morning because you just everything is humming from 15 Red Bulls and you're like, I could potentially die, but it's all for charity. And yeah, we're like, now mm. I drink a monster. I'm like halfway through and I feel my heart pounding on my chest. So yeah. it's not going to These happen. days, <laughs> I'm just going to stick with coffee. Yep. Brew a pot of coffee when you start feeling the tired and don't make more coffee beyond that. Um, generally. But so now we've split our extra life experience into two days, 12 hours per day. Uh, which, you know, extra life, they're very lax with the way that they run their rules because they're very much about like the safety of the people that are helping to raise money for charities anyway yeah and they raise money for children's miracle network hospitals specifically but within children's miracle network like the the massive 
bunch of hospitals that are categorized under Children's Miracle Network hospitals, we can go ahead and choose which one we want our donations to go to. We've got one guy on the team that's doing a different uh, CMN hospital somewhere else because that's where he's local to. Whereas we have always just picked Boston Children's because I've had two cousins that have gone to Boston Children's, one for uh, a massive spine surgery because he was hunched over and now he's like a giant and (laughs) (laughs) they're, they're both actually going to school are going to college where I went to college now. Yep. And the other one had uh, heart valve issues since birth. And like, I, th- I want to say it was like some of his initial doctors were like, he's not going to make it beyond a few years. And now he's like 18 going to college. Like he's doing pretty good. And a lot of that is because of the skill and everything that goes on with Boston Children's Hospital. So like I have a lot of stock in them as well and a lot of faith in what they're doing. And Extra Life does 100% of donations go directly to Boston Children's or whatever hospital you chose as unrestricted funding. So instead of, oh, we're going to raise money for the Cancer Foundation, which is going to be used specifically on cancer research, it's like this money can be used for whatever is the biggest problem. We don't have to go down and be like, what do you guys like deal with the most? What is the biggest problem? And we'll target that. It's like we just throw money at Boston Children's and they're able to take that. And, you know, if they need new beds, if they need more supplies for things, if they need a new machine for something or other, they need to fund more research and something. They can whatever they want to do with it, they do with it. Yep. And I'm really about that, especially because there's so many charities that are just like shady now. Yeah. And it's hard to tell. Because, I mean, a lot of nonprofits, obviously, you're paying your employees, you're paying yourself. And it's hard to tell with the way that the paperwork is done sometimes as to whether they're a legitimate business model and, like, they're just, you know, what we need to get by and everything else goes to charity. Or if they're just, you know, guys of a charity, but we're really just going to make ourselves millionaires. Yeah. And, like, maybe 10 cents of every dollar that comes in goes out the door to something. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, I want to know what your experience has been over these last four years. So we did 2015 short notice because I found out about it a month before game day. Yep. 2016 was our 24 hour stream. Uh, 2017, we split the days and then 2018, here we are next weekend is extra life. Yep. And that's going to be another two day split of 12 hours a day. But what has your experience been and... From your end, I guess, for those four years. Um, mostly prepping things, making sure we have enough games to play. Like, we don't have enough TV for everybody. Well, TV. TVs for everybody to play a game, but... Right. Like, you have to have the handheld, so it's like, bring a handheld game, so at least if somebody who doesn't have one wants to play games, they can play a system while I have a handheld. Right. Play as many multiple player games that we can find and of course with the the invention of the switch thank you nintendo (laughs) you got a perfect crossover there so like people can bring a the power of a console in a handheld and then of course uh when i moved in and we were prepping how we have we used to have this really big table yep and morgan would bring two tvs down which I don't think that's going to happen this year. Yeah, but she did say she didn't want to bring them down. It's a lot. It's been a lot of work the last few yeah, years. Yeah, we've had to we do don't that. have that big table anymore, so it's. And it's like then that. Well, I can understand that Morgan and Sarah would want to do that because they can come down here, be part of Extra Life, and when the day is done, they can just go home, relax. If they need to yeah. take breaks throughout the day, they can go back to their own apartment and not feel like, oh, people are here. We need to entertain guests. Like, that all stays down here yeah. at our place. So that's kind of nice. But at the same time, it's like they can't just go home and relax and watch a movie or play a game because their television's down here. So yeah, I think it's gonna things are going to be a little different this year, but we're also a little better organized this year, I feel. so. Yeah. We're, we're, I think last year we got into the point of organization. What do you find mostly preoccupies your time when we're running Extra Life? Um, well, it used to be like 
dealing with people that are going home that don't have vehicles. Because remember, we had a couple of years where, like, I had to drop what I'm doing to bring somebody home because they're tired. Yeah. <laughs> or bored. You end up becoming the taxi service because I'm – I don't want to, like, feel like I'm full of myself, but I'm also the only one that's really, like, <laughs> capable of doing all of the, like, system stuff down here as far as, like – Going live, changing titles, knowing the ins and outs of everything, hitting social media, letting people know, making sure we don't have broadcast issues. If we do have broadcast issues, how do we fix it? Changing scenes, changing the setup of everything, making sure mics are live. Like all the technical stuff is basically me. And everybody's terrified of Morgan. So nobody even (laughs) tries to ask Morgan for a ride. They're like, no, Uh, Morgan's going to yell at me. I'm not going to ask her. Got to get to that level in life. Yep. So they ask me usually, but we don't have problems with it. But sometimes I think we should not invite as many people that can't drive. Yeah. No, I I mean, I haven't really invited too many people this year. Like, I've invited, I made the event on the Adude Facebook page. And. I invited people to it, but not as a physical location event, as a location is our Twitch channel. Like, hey, this event's going on. Watch us here. Don't come over. (laughs) Because we're going to be, we're going to have a handful of people over anyway that are going to be part of the streams. I mean, I did have that one year I did invite somebody that didn't have a vehicle and I went to pick her up and brought her over. But I was kind of in the thought that she wasn't going to leave before the event over i'm guessing or maybe i just forgot that she needed to be dropped off but i remember when starting a game when she was like i need a ride i need to go home now and i'm like oh my god i'm too tired to give you a ride oh crap Mm. and somebody else was like oh i can give you a ride it's like thank (laughs) Thank you you. you're saint So he wound up giving her a ride instead because he was more awake than me. But I'm just kind of wondering how it is for people that's not me. Because I know how it, like the experience is for me is trying to get everything organized and keep everything running smoothly and engage with the chat and, again, run all the technical stuff. And it's always my biggest fear going into game day that something technically will go wrong and I'll yeah. be like, oh, no. I, and then I just have to kind of like pray to the digital gods that something fixes itself. And mostly, other than giving people rides, which isn't as frequent as I may make it sound. I mean, people usually stay much longer than that, especially if they didn't have a car to drive. So usually, I, you know, give them a ride here. They stay here for like at least five hours. But, I mean, I'm always like, got to make sure people have food. Got to make sure people have drinks. I remember one year... Morgan knew that I was like, oh, no, I need to get pizza or something so people have food. She went out and got, like, a bunch of pizzas. I was like, no, you guys are not doing well with money. Yeah. But you're going to attempt to feed everybody, so here you go. Here's some pizzas. Everybody's done. Yeah, and at this point, it's like it's become such a thing with our friend group that Extra Life is practically catered every year, and I don't really have to worry about it. Which is fantastic because, boy, do I have enough to worry about. But now, Was that the year? It was a year I was um, just working for uh, Life Touch, right? Maybe. I think I was only working weekends that year. It was one of our 24-hour streams, I think. Then it might have been 2015, like the mm-hmm. first year that we did it. First year we did it, I thought I was working factory. You were. This it might have been 2016 then because those are the only two years we've done 24 hour streams okay maybe it wasn't because last it year, was after i moved here last year was when, was when uh morgan made job. like 16 pounds of chicken hmm. in the crock pot it must not have been last year it must have been the year before but yeah i mean it all kind of blends together because we've both been working on like college and changing jobs and everything yep. else so it's like if what feels like five years ago was actually like two years ago and it's time you know, is an you illusion. Blame, blame just us being together. Oh, that's why you feel like it's been forever. I see how you are. It's like, no, we were, I was just started college around the time we started dating. Yeah, and I started I shortly finished. after. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so... I'm super pumped for this year. 
Last year, I think we tried to cram too many games into yeah. a single day, and it made a lot of stress. Mm. And trying to run, I liked Morgan's suggestion of running 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. this year rather than 8 to 8. Yeah. Because 8 to 8 helped us to finish nice and early, but it was like, uh, yeah, but trying to get up, up early enough. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to get up that early because you almost have to get up at like 6 to prep everything and be set for 8. Yeah. So I, it's not as difficult. To, like I can get up 8.30 and be prepped to go live for 10. That yeah. won't be a problem. And especially where like we've got the whole spreadsheet set out now for the schedule. So I know like what's coming up next after this game. So there's not so much guesswork. It's just kind of like, okay, well, I know we're going to be going from PC to a PS4 game. We've set ourselves a half an hour transition time. So I have some time to get everything set up check that everything is technically set, troubleshoot if we need to troubleshoot, and then get live. So I'm a little, I feel a little weird this year having half an hour transition times between like you play a game from 10 to 1230 and then there's a half an hour break before the next thing starts at one. Yeah. I think it's actually going to be honestly good for people who want to watch for most of the day or put it on in the background like I did with TwitchCon over the weekend. Yeah. Where you can just set it on and... You know, if you have something important you need to do, like I got to go do laundry or I got to like whatever, like, okay, well, there's a break going on right now so I can hop off and do whatever. It'll give us a chance on our end to get more active on social media and let people know what's going on yep. and hopefully to like get everything better organized. I also like that this year we are swapping out the shock collars that we used to use for shock fights yep. for an actual TENS machine. Which is going to be a lot more interesting because the shock collars hurt. Yeah. Um, whereas the TENS machine doesn't. It's just really inconvenient. But the TENS machine is also more, as a viewer, from a viewer's perspective, I think, is a lot more interesting. Because you can see the involuntary muscle spasms going on in the person who has the machine hooked to them. Um, whereas the shock collars, you don't get much. You just get like, ow, ah, ah. And then you yelling. get the people that are trying not to make noise, so they're just like, mm, yeah, and they look like they're trying to poop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't Pretty look. Much. They should probably just not try to not make noise. Yeah, because they're just looking funny. <laughs> but oh, I well. think it's gonna make um, it's gonna be a much more entertaining experience with the tens machine. Yeah, and it's going to be, I think, more open to people because no one wanted to test those shot collars. I did, and then, like, a few other people who were just crazy did, <laughs> and it was, you know, just those of us that were playing, but those things have to charge for, like, eight hours just to last for, like, a half an hour, whereas the TENS machine what? operates off of a couple AAAs, and that thing will just go forever. What do people with dogs do with them? I mean, if they're using them... I don't know. I'm, I'm Maybe that's why it came in a two-pack. I'm wondering if it's, like, a... Uh, defense mechanism so you're not sitting there shocking your dog constantly right but then again they're not shocking their dog constantly might be the reason why it lasts longer for dogs probably <laughs> because you're not shocking your dog every time you take damage in a I fighting game hope not at least because you're a terrible person if you're shocking your dog yeah please often. don't torture animals <laughs> um that is why i always say don't put that on my dog or you'll be dead no i can actually finally <laughs> retire those and like I don't know, give them a proper burial or something. <laughs> Whatever you do with discarded dog collars. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things I'm excited for this year. I'm hoping everything goes well. Uh, we're hoping to, or I'm hoping, to break our record thus far, which was, I think, 2016. We managed to raise, like, $770 for Boston Children's in a matter of the two day or the one day we were streaming, because it was 2016. And I feel like it's Facebook that's really pulling us down because people are so in the habit of that thumbs up does something for people. Yeah. So they, they just Every go thumbs ahead up, and... Facebook will donate a million dollars. And they're like, oh, I'm going to like the crap out of that. So it's like I've already like I posted my link and all I did was get a thumbs up. And I was like, no, no, no. This is I know donations. a lot of. And last year, I remember having to show my mother where it was. Have her click. Well, there's two things. She was just like, but I thumbs. <laughs> there's two things in with extra life that are um, that I know are gonna happen. One is that I've had to make a direct link to our team roster page so people can find it because yeah. 
going to Extra Life's website, I'm sorry, guys, but your user interface is garbage. It's terrible. It's not good. <laughs> it's hard for me as someone who's been doing this for four years to find where the heck my account information is, to find my own page. It's hard for me to navigate. It's not user friendly at all. Yeah. And that makes it a lot harder for if it's hard for me who has been doing this for years to figure out where I'm going and what I'm doing. Imagine what the experience is like for people that just want to donate. And there's a certain point when I don't care how charitable the person is, you're going to get to a point where you're like, you know, this is too much effort. This is it's way too difficult. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to even bother. I don't care. It's not worth it anymore. And that's it's sad, but... You need to kind of, we need to simplify the process. I wish I had any good suggestions. I just write to them. But <laughs> I just know that right now it's broken yep. and it, it needs help. That's the one thing I give them for feedback every year is like website needs help, not user friendly. Thankfully, once people get directly to our team roster link, which I'm sharing in the Twitch chat, I'm sharing on Facebook, I'm sharing it everywhere. People just have to click on that, be like, oh, I know that face. That's the person that I wanted to support. And then you click on them and you just donate and it walks you through the process and everything is good. Yep. Whereas if you were to try and find us, forget about it. So, but I'm excited. The other thing that I know is that I've got zero donations on my account so far and you're allowed to take donations throughout the entire year. Yeah. But I know a lot of like my friends and family that donate that are really big on helping Boston Children's and helping our charity events and causes are going to wait until it's actually game day. And I'm excited for this year because I've linked my Extra Life account to our Streamlabs account. So when someone donates on Extra Life, it'll pop up on stream and say, so-and-so has donated X amount of dollars to Extra Life. Thank you. I even got a, a gif of like a tiny, a little girl like making it rain. She's got like stacks of cash and she's throwing <laughs> them all over the place. And uh, that pops up when people donate. So I'm trying to make it more fun <laughs> and I'm probably going to put some sort of a message up of like any bits that are cheered within this, these two days that we're doing the charity event, I will be marking down because I have a whole record of the whole thing of how, what bits were, you know, cheered when and bits that are cheered on that day, I'll just take those and roll them over as a donation. So if people want to like, I want to donate, but all I have is bits like, here you go. <laughs> So we can add that into the total donations. Hopefully I'll get to a point where, you know, Twitch will send me a check. But uh, <laughs> I think that'd be an interesting thing to do for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Like prime subs and bits would be a good way to like get people to sub and also help charity. Because I'm like, I'm not living on Twitch money. So I can just take that and, okay, well, that portion of it, this person subbed and this person cheered because of the charity. There it goes. Yeah. So, and then I'm going to have to mark all that stuff down for tax purposes, but still. Um, anywho, mm -hmm. did you have other things in relation to Extra Life that you wanted to bring up? Well, I was thinking like preparing for gatherings. Yeah, prepping for <laughs> events. Yep. Is a hassle. <laughs> Yes, it is. We have not just Extra Life. Extra Life, I think, makes three now major events that we hold every year. Yep. Uh, we have a nerdy Halloween party that we do with a bunch of our friends. We have Extra Life that we do for charity. And then we have Nerd Christmas or Nerd Winter Holiday. We The name changes frequently just to try and, like, be cheeky about it. Um, this year was, like, Nerd Christmas Remastered. That gets sent out to all of our friends, but for the last, geez, I was doing this before I even moved into this place. Yep. When I was living on my own was the first Nerd Christmas. And that was just me being really lonely and wanting people to, for the holidays to come over. And I was like, what if we just did like a nerd event? That first year was the year that we split into houses and we had uh, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, Gryffindor, and Flufflepuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was a good time. Uh, despite the small apartment... It actually helped heat the place because I didn't have insulation or heat, and uh, which was nice. <laughs> not not having insulation and heat, but that people coming over helped to heat the place. <laughs> and uh, 
the event went over really well. I was surprised. And I think that's mostly just to do with our particular group of friends being mostly introverts that under and socially awkward people that understand that everyone else is also an introvert and socially awkward. Yep. So no one really gets on anyone else's case about it. We're also not like a bunch of party animals that, you know, go shot for shot and start breaking yeah, things. Yeah, it's funny when we get like a new person coming in and they have beer and they're like, where do I put the beer? Somewhere next to the crock pot, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to share it, you can put it Our nerd here. gatherings are like... are like a slightly more wild version of a family gathering. <laughs> it's like, like... A, we're like a bunch of old ladies that are, you know, more interested in video games and yeah. Board games. So we just like, okay, I brought my crock pot. But you try and like, <laughs> I mean, most of our events we've organized through Facebook. Yep. I hate Facebook so much, but mm. it's, everyone is already on it and it's so simple to organize events on. So like, what other options do I have? Text message or email? There needs yeah. to be a better event organizer out there that like, everyone can use. It's... it's it's sadly the only way I can contact half my family members. That's the way it is with most people nowadays. Like, they never call me. They get upset if I don't call them, but they never call me. It's like, well, you always message me on Facebook, so. Yeah. I mean, so, like, find a way to organize with people. Uh, huge bonus tip for organizing any event is give people enough advance notice Mm. I'd like the only reason our big gatherings work every year is because people have months of advance notice. Like we start the Halloween one in the middle of summer or beginning of summer. Yeah, usually sometimes. sometime around July. Yeah. And then uh, we just do the Christmas one right after the Halloween party ends. Yep. This year there's not much time between it because. Because we decided early. to shoot for early yeah. December rather than late December. And that's mostly because the later we get in December, the harder it is. Because remember, like, the people you're inviting also have lives. So, like, yep. I'm, I'm trying to keep it away from the actual holiday so that people don't have to be like, oh, well, uh, I have a lot of family things going on the last two weeks of December, so I'm completely booked up. So I try to shoot for the beginning of the month. Yeah, and sometimes for Christmas with us, we go down to visit my family. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes I have no family here because the one member went down to see the family. Yeah. This year, I think I'd like to try and do a a smaller gathering for New Year's of like just the people that are within our complex, basically. Um, well, we occasionally do that. Probably do a New Year's live stream because I've wanted to do that for a while. Mm. And I think it'd be kind of interesting to plan for um, at least because we're East Coast us plan for the time zones within the U the united states so eastern central mountain pacific yeah and do like a four-hour live stream and so that we can have like a, a new year's thing for each time zone and people can just come and hang out and say happy new year and whatnot but yeah. i don't know we'll have to see if we're able to organize such a thing because at this age i have a hard enough time staying up to say happy new year's in my own time zone <laughs> Never mind the next few time zones. I feel like it'd be better off if we were on like the West Coast because then it's like, okay, we can start this at like 9 or 8 p.m. and run it till midnight and it'll be fine. Yeah. Because that'll hit all the other time zones. But when we're out on the East Coast, it's like, okay, midnight and then one and then two and then three and then four. <laughs> and like, yep. Or I think three would be the farthest. Um, I, I think because I think Static's out in the Cali area, Unless and he's three Hawaii. hours behind. Oh God, yeah, or like Alaska. <laughs> yeah, I think those two are on the same time zone as each other. I don't know. I don't but... remember the uh, time zone difference. It's been what twelve years now <laughs> since I've been there. Been a little while. Um, I but yeah, they're that long. So. <laughs> give advance notice so people can know. Uh, to take time off if they need to take the time off for it and make sure you communicate like ground rules is a huge one. Hey, don't throw your trash all over the place. Hey, don't break my stuff. Yep. Hey, BYOB. Hey, don't just eat everything out of the fridge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're not really issues that we've had. We have a really good group of people, but yeah, you know, it, it's like ground rules like that, that help everyone know what, where they're, st where they stand basically. Oh, like 
I feel like the first time we did a party, people would ask, like, if they saw hard liquor, they would be like, can I use this? But then after a while, because everyone just we gets didn't so comfortable, care. it's like, yeah. oh, there's a bunch of really expensive alcohol on this counter. I guess I'll just use what I want. Yeah. And it's an excessive amount. It's like, you do not need to put all that in your drink. Yeah. Sprite. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, things have, I think things went really well this year for our Halloween gathering. Yep. Um, it was probably one of the smoothest we've had, and I'm hoping that carries over into Extra Life, with Extra Life running as smooth as we've had. Yep. Um, Hopefully less spillage. <laughs> yeah, less <laughs> sticky floors. I felt like everything sticky spilt on me. Everything alcohol no, apparently spilled on Bosco. <laughs> everything sticky and alcoholic spilled on Al. Yeah, true, Al. I think Al had to change clothes like I, twice. I kept getting everything sticky on my hands. And Al kept getting all over him. Yep. And Bosco kept getting alcohol beverages. It's like, yeah. my dog, could yeah. you not? Please don't get the dog drunk. Thank Apparently you. Apparently he had more alcohol spilt on him and consumed into him than I know. Everything that hits the floor, he's just like, I'm eating and or lapping this up. I remember one point I was looking away and I hear him. And I'm like, what is he? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But, and then... God, I can't even say like, hey, try to limit the number of people. Know how much your space can accommodate for because I don't follow that rule. Yeah. <laughs> I've invited 40 people to a two-bedroom apartment. Like, <laughs> Yup. And I mean, and... we try not to be excessively loud either because like be respectful of your neighbors. Don't be that guy. But... And I know our upstairs neighbor, She, uh, I talked to her about it a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, I never noticed you guys had a gathering. She's like, occasionally I'll see a group of people around Christmas and Halloween. I was like, that might actually be us. Yeah. She's like, yeah, they weren't rowdy. I was like, yeah, that's probably. <laughs> yeah, we're usually pretty, uh, pretty quiet about it. And I mean, we've been doing like, we don't do a whole lot of like party games, really. Like Cards Against Humanity, maybe. Yeah. Uh, or like small groups of things. But I know like our winter holiday gatherings we'll do a gift exchange yankee yeah. swap oh everybody likes it uh, didn't we have like 30 some odd people one time show up yeah something like that and it, it got crazy and i know um britney nate's wife britney not john's wife britney <laughs> nate's wife britney usually brings a uh, saran wrap ball that's yep. just full of like stuff stuff so it's like if you were to take a like a long a whole roll of saran wrap she usually uses two whole rolls of saran wrap i think and like you put a nip in the middle or something in the middle and you start rolling it. And then as you're rolling it, you're putting more and more little things in it until it becomes this giant ball of stuff. And we usually give like a five or ten second countdown for people to unravel as much as you can. Anything that falls out of it is yours to keep. And that has gone over so well. <laughs> Between that and the uh, the geeky gift swap that we yep. do. Because we don't – I thought about doing a secret Santa and then – it's like there are too many people that flake last minute or can't yep. make it because of other reasons or people that would love to participate but can't afford anything. And I know my parents, they always bring one or two extra gifts for the swap in case somebody doesn't have one because they're just like that. Yep. And like that's going to end up being exactly how I am if I ever end up like well off. <laughs> not that they're terribly well off, but like, you know, not yeah. paycheck to paycheck. There's is, always somebody who does like a single pop figure, so that's why we had a. Yeah. Decided, Let's lower it down to the cost of a single. This pop year figure. is probably going to be. Please do not use pop figures, but Aww. it's probably going to be the. I wanted to find a way to work loot boxes into it because it. I find it just to be a funny joke at this hey, point. Hey, I was the one that was like, we should do mystery things. Yeah, uh, maybe actually. You mentioned that, and that actually sounds like a really great idea, though. <laughs> like, because I know that's other basically people loot be boxes. upset, but a lot of these mystery things are like 5 to $10, and some of them are really nice. I like the kid robots. I've mentioned that a couple of times before. The kid robots, I think what I like about them is they focus on the graphic designers a lot. Yeah. So it's more of, look, graphic designers. I like the kit that's actually just the graphic designer box where you get to see their basic designs. Hmm. Like they chose a design. It went on the figure. And the figures are always weird. Like my Venom one is a monkey. <laughs> yep. So I like those ones. 
And I think they're like $10 for the figure. I'll have to do some pondering on it because I feel like it's it would be a more fun way to go about it because there's always like you always get some someone who like buys a gift essentially for themselves and then tries to get their own gift. And if we're doing all mystery stuff, I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Also but I also don't want drama. Yeah. I also don't want people to like leave going, OK, I've attained a bunch of excess garbage now. Yeah. Like, well, I feel like for us, like the mystery box, they open it. They see they don't didn't get the character they want, but somebody else wants that character got something they, you know, it will exchange eventually. So it would be more of the regular Yankee swap, and then we wait until the end to open it. Maybe that might work. Yeah, we'll have to figure out how we want to go about it. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, figure out. If you want people to be able to invite other people as well, because sometimes you get people showing up that are like, you don't know who they are. Uh, minimize that, especially if you're, you know, living in a space with a lot of things that are breakable or that could be stolen that you don't want stolen. Like, not that you would know crazy shady people that would steal your stuff, but it's kind of one of those things that's always in the back of my mind. So we are always making sure, like, if someone's going to bring someone, we know who they are. We had the one year where we had a few people and we didn't know who anyone was. And it's like, oh, they're friends with so-and-so. Yeah, I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I And feel they just like, drank yeah. a lot and left. Yeah, well, the, that was a Christmas party that year where they drank a lot. So it wasn't terrible. But the Halloween that year, they like left stuff everywhere. Apparently got into too much food or something. They got into something. I remember somebody complaining. And we were like, who brought them? Mm. Why didn't they at least introduce us to these people? So it's like kind of scary because we live in a large apartment complex. What if it's just one of the tenants sneaking in to steal our stuff? So it's like, yeah. no, you need to at least learn to introduce your friends or not bring them. Because if you're just going to bring them and expect us to be okay, I mean, at least ask. <laughs> yeah. It, it polite be a good host but also be good guests yeah. if you're going to someone else's gathering um you know throw your trash away ask if you don't know something it's important yeah. <laughs> tips for people going to large gatherings and we we've had problems when i first moved here with people being like oh i'm a cat whisperer let me pet your kitty mm, yeah i'm wondering if that's why like this year she was so paranoid about coming out maybe just like if I come out, they'll Everyone want to wants pet to pet me. me. And I hate being petted. Is I know didn't she No, she didn't scratch anybody. I think I no. managed to get the scratch. She just kinda hung around. Because yeah, it was last Christmas I think somebody did want to pet her. And I went to remove her from the room and she got me. Yep. But uh Yeah, that's pretty much my the exhaustion list that I have of like if you're gonna prep for a gathering. Uh, make sure it's well organized, give people enough advance notice, make sure you know who's coming. Don't plan for more people than you can possibly fit in your space. Yeah. And, you know, plan things in advance, basically. And pretty much have people tell you if they're inviting a guest or tell them no guest. Yeah. Just you. No plus one. <laughs> Not uh, on the plus ones. Uh, I think that's actually all I've got. Yeah. So if, thank you guys for the listens if you do want to check out what we're got going on for extra life uh probably as soon as i'm done recording this and before it's posted i'm going to go on the website and update our google calendar with the actual extra life schedule so you can check that out there and probably during this week we'll have a, an actual graphic up on the website and on social media with the, uh, the full schedule of what we're going to be doing for the course of extra life so other than that, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap for the day? Nope. Alrighty. Well, in that case, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, you can check out the link to our Extra Life team roster in the description below, uh, as well as our merch store, which has thinned out quite a bit. We're going to be working on rebuilding that with some new designs coming soon. Yep. And, you know, follow us on social media if you're not already. Uh, and if you want to check out the website, it's yadudegamers.com. Otherwise, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening and stay awesome. <laughs>